Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wrestle me, Pete. Wrestle me, Mark. We are back with Wrestle Me, the only podcast this week that's talking about WrestleMania 27. <laughs> and talking about it at obscene length. Uh, this is this is a, a new low for us because we have got to uh, episode four of WrestleMania 24. Yes. We are on match number four. I don't mind it. This is like old school hey, where we, we had be, a lot of talk about... We can't about. do a podcast t- per match. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And it's not just padding. The last show was really long, if I remember rightly. I, I sometimes get my times a little... I, I sometimes think we've been recording for about three hours yeah. and we've been recording for 20 minutes. One and two were both longer than number three. Number oh, three is, I believe, the shortest so far. Oh, good. But, Never mind. <laughs> okay, least, sorry. At least it backs up your hypothesis that you haven't got a clue how long recordings <laughs> no, last. Exactly. How long was the last one? Um, I think it was about 40 minutes. That's all right. So, so oh, one it's a and proper two length. Is, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, We've slipped everyone a giant length this spoiled. week. I know. We can't get through this WrestleMania. <laughs> I can't believe we, we can't record. get through so it. What's, so say it was, say it was a 45-45. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That's an hour and a half for two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so that's over two hours, yeah, I'd, I'd and actually, we haven't even got. Haven't I'd, I'd rather you were talking a little bit about the career of Mean Gene rather than um, <laughs> Purpleaki's legal ins and outs. Yeah, I'm he never sure went in and out, um, and that's why he is still on the streets. Oh, well, let's crack on match let's number four. On, yes. This is what we're all here for. Yes. CM Punk versus Randy Orton. Randy, Randy. Why am I saying like um, uh, that's uh, Randy out of the Trailer Park Boys? God, have, you, yeah. have, you, have you seen much of Trailer Park Boys? Not since there was a it was character, on. Uh, um, Mr. Leahy, mm-hmm. who I think does the best drunk acting uh, in cinema. <laughs> He's dead now. He died a couple of years ago. And it's, it, it just makes me sad that somebody who could do just, just the best drunk acting. And uh-huh. I, I'm, sh- I'm sure the Trailer Park Boys at some point will have been involved in wrestle- wrestling. I, they, they I was just been. trying to think whether they have now. must have Jackass been. used to do, you know... Odds and ends. Right, and there yeah, was the yeah, great yeah. Steve-O versus Umaga. Oh, Umanga! No. Oh, um, no. <laughs> a little Steve Regal shout out there. <laughs> By the way, we mentioned this, that Steve Regal always um, called Umaga Umanga. Umanga, right. And someone on Twitter uh, contacted him. It was after the show had gone out. And mm. they said, um, I'm saying they nicked it. Whether, whether they did or not. I mean, we have the we have the time codes to prove it. And you will be hearing from our lawyers. Um, but they got we can onto... We through 50 minutes of it. <laughs> William Legal. William Legal? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. William 
Tim Lingle is a brilliant name. Oh, yeah, it is good. Come on. Because um, it's also, if, if it was in a register, it would be Legal Bill. And that, again, <laughs> yes. is another extra joke. We should have been working for WCW in the 1990s. Idiots. Because, I mean, Captain Mike Rotundo versus William Legal. <laughs> Please. Um, so they contacted William Regal to say, why did you always say Umanga right. when you should have said Umaga? Yeah. And, that, and, Will, and William Regal was just like, oh, I did that because I wanted to give it a bit of spin. I like people to concentrate and I like them to, to, to almost like tune back in. And so that was just my little spin that I would do on that. It's not true. That is rewriting history. It's like when Chris Waddle says penalty. It's, <laughs> it's a penalty, Christopher. It's a penalty. I, I, it took me years to work out how to say the word children. I'd, children. I'd, I'd say children. It Children, was just a big uh, thing. I, I do couldn't, a, couldn't say it. I do it on my uh, DMAX Discovery Channel voiceovers. Uh, I cannot say the word emergency in a voiceover. Really? Emerge. I really have to concentrate on the j bit. Yeah. And of course, a lot of the programs are about emergencies. Yeah. I, th- I think about 90% of them are. <laughs> it's everyone's having an emergency. The gold divers can't find their gold, and, <laughs> and they are a quarter of a million dollars in will, the will hole. Will the ice truck manage <laughs> to get to the other petroleum station? The outback opal hunters, they're <laughs> trying to find cuttlefish opal, and they can't find a bloody seam of it they're in all kinds of trouble the alaskans are trying to build a, a latrine on the homestead before the spring thaw and the floods come oh, <laughs> emergencies left right and center <laughs> i like the way he did the whole of that and i thought the word emergency's not come up at any point <laughs> it's an emergency amazing. everything's an emergency amazing um we are in uh, this period an era uh, where the wrestlers are beginning to be given lines and they're right. running it more like an like an entertainment thing. Mm. Uh, as, for example, you find on D-Max, excellent. Check out D-Play. They are beginning to, to give people, uh, rather than say, here's your, your general sort of skeleton, what you need to get across, here's the dates of, you know, when you're going to be there at the Omni. They right. are beginning to script it much more like TV. Okay. And so you can tell, you can tell that's happening because you get points where Randy Orton is having to do these and he absolutely <laughs> hates and cannot give a fuck about it. So he sits there. There's a little line in the intro video where they, he just goes... <laughs> he says the line, CM Punk, if you think we are even, then you are even more mistaken than... And it's just... You can see him think... Have I said that bit before? The word even twice. Uh, word even twice. And, Did I say Stephen? <laughs> you are Stephen. <laughs> Stephen Regal. Regal. Um, and... Punk stands out at this point because he, he is he's he's clearly doing after, his own yeah. thing. You know, I imagine people always say about Punk, you know, th- th- there's a thing about that's unspoken in WWE where they're just like, oh, God, he's just so annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's annoying because he cares about his career and yeah. the product he puts out. Yeah. And you get the impression that with Punk, he's going up to the writers and saying, I don't want to do it like this, can I do it like this? And everyone's just going, oh, oh would you just, yeah, just, do, just do it? Do the, yeah. Say even twice in a row <laughs> in a promo and then have a little eye flick going, what? Um, so that'll be fine. Who cares? It's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I want to work on Will and Grace. It's a or telenovela, exactly. Don't it, don't it, a lot of telenovelas they feed the lines in the in a hidden oh, earpiece because they film so much in a day. It's like proper graft. Do that with wrestlers. That is a special art, isn't, <laughs> isn't it? it? Being that a, is a special I, I, art. So they don't, I mean, I presume they are given a script, but they don't necessarily have to learn them. They just get fed, fed their lines. If you give an actor a script and say, you don't necessarily have to learn this, it will not be learned. <laughs> no, no <laughs> exactly. Will, actors, uh, here's the thing about actors, right? It's about time I fucking, I'm going to get this off punk. my chest, right? <laughs> actors, none of them have any computer skills, right? If you <laughs> ever deal with actors, it's yeah. the most frustrating thing in the world. I sent an actor a fucking thing in Word the other day, right? and they got back to me and they went, 
moment. I've tried every program. I just, I just <laughs> do not know how to open yes. this. Gmail I was like, could open you that. You don't have fucking Word. You don't, you don't have Word. You know, and it's not like they were going no because I actually opted out and I only use Pages now. They were like, it cannot be opened. It, it cannot be opened. opened. It can't be opened. Fucking actors. Do you know? Do you know what, do you know what I had to do? I had to do. I had to get them to dictate their invoice to me over the phone, and I wrote it down. Type it. It's not legal. It's not William legally because they didn't write the invoice. Well, look, I hope they go to prison for it. No, it's because they couldn't open the fucking template that I'd sent them. Actors, don't start me with actors. Jesus Christ! Why, um, why, you, why, why are you them. asking actors to invite? Why are you inviting? Some actors? of them do podcasts, you, and some of their podcasts no, like, do well. You, they get money, and I, I have to. I, 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 do you know what? I send them a template because I, I know actors can't do anything. I'm just worried anything. you might be starting an actors agency, and I want in. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what an agency if you were doing like music agency a lot of paperwork actors agency all the paperwork all the paperwork you have to hold them by the hand while they sign their fucking names um, not all actors not all actors <laughs> uh, Punk is very much in his Pete Donaldson phase here isn't he oh he looks like the CM Punk that your, I know your hair is undercut. exactly like CM Punk's it uh, is now right just now. heading towards um, it's heading it's gone past Undercut Boulevard yep. and we are right in the cul-de-sac of a ponytail there's, there's a nice little bit in this where right at the end Punk's hair has been mussed up a bit and he has two little bits come up like an owl's tuff Cool. Like that, and I was like, "Yes, I can see Pete wearing that and rocking <laughs> that look." Yeah, it's uh, it's it's every year of WrestleMania, I'm fed another angle about uh, Randy Orton, and mm. it just seems it, it's like you said, he doesn't seem to hold them, carry them very well. He just doesn't seem to want to get in. No, he's uh, he's funny, isn't he? Because he's a, a third generation wrestler. You know, yeah. he comes from the family. He was pushed early. He's one of the youngest champions and everything. And you can't help but get the feeling with Randy Orton that he'd rather be somewhere else. And he does a perfectly good job. He's a bit... Um, Je- is it Jeff Hardy or Matt Hardy wants to just drive his ATV? It's Jeff Hardy, it's Jeff Hardy yeah. Hardy. Jeff Hardy yeah. and Randy Orton have a similar sort of vibe of, of, look, you know, it's all very nice. I'm pleased you've come out. Well, they don't, they're not even like that. They're just like, I understand why you've come to see me. But in, if, if I did have a choice, I'd probably be doing something else right now. It's just a really odd one. And... Yeah. Uh, this match is funny in that in the Punk and Randy Orton have got very similar body shapes. They're wearing very sim- similar things. Yeah. And it just adds to this whole period with being a bit indistinct. Mm. So uh, Punk is good, as usual. He's always really good. And you can see why he was beginning to think, well, I'm being pushed up to the main event now. Yeah. Um, he He would struggle to get there. And, you know, that would cause great frustration for him. And again, you see that thing of if Randy Orton, who was a main eventer, had wanted to be in the main event next year, he could have done a tiny bit of work and they'd have put him in it. Yeah. CM Punk could have done everything in his power and they still really wouldn't have given him that break. Yeah. I think he does go on to face The Undertaker fairly soon, which is probably one of the biggest matches of his career. It might right. even be the next year. Right. So I may be, uh, people may go, oh, actually, he worked really hard again The Undertaker. I'm sorry that's not a big enough match for you. Um, but look, I don't spoil it by seeing what's coming up. I, I live in the moment. Um, <laughs> lot of uh, lot of injuries, injury chat this year. It's all about mm. everyone's a bit injured. That's kind of the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah his knees, his legs, his tits. Yeah, like, look after. There's there was a lot of talk actually before this. I I, I found some old Bleacher Report sort of uh, previews mm. for this WrestleMania written before it happened. Yeah, which is that interesting thing. We're reaching a point now where the internet. You know, you are Catching finding the, the... It looks like kind of modern journalism yeah. because the pages, they were put into a, a, um, a contact a CMS, contact management system, that is recognisable today. So all of gotcha. the... It, it's not like those old BBC pages from like no. 1999 and where it looks really old. someone goes, well, they look old, so scrap them, get yeah. rid of them, so and then they only is, live on in the same know, system that Bleach Report and that has existed for such a, such a long time. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a modern uh, uh, digest. It's, it's sort of fascinating because you, you get so much more... 
um, stuff building up to WrestleMania mm. than you do afterwards. Yeah. Because um, all the hype is the thing that people are excited about. Yeah. You're getting your clicks and stuff through that. Now, with this stuff, you, you get a weird historical perspective on what people wanted out of this WrestleMania yeah. before it took place. The and that's the first time the... that's happened to us when we've been doing this. Right. So with this one, you've got the Bleacher Report, and they are like, at WrestleMania 27, the match that will steal the show, a match that will have everyone talking for months to come, will be CM Punk versus Randy Orton. Yeah. And it seemed that way. They were two huge stars. They were going to you know, collide. And, and again, they're perfectly good, but it mm. just doesn't take Ignite, off. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I find myself in this. I had to watch it twice. Because mm. I did wasn't sort of phase like, yeah. out, and and they should have been much better than they were. But it's impossible to say why they weren't better than they were. <laughs> they were just they were just fine. They were just, just they, were, they were on the better side of fine. They were good. The finish was good. Um, I think I, I, it was I a found, nice finish where he jumps off yeah. and he catches him with the RKO. Yeah. I find I find the um, I, I find the pieces written in review the day after, like it was mm. you know obviously then it was, it was written uh, the day after. Um, I find that a lot of the reviews are way more complimentary yeah. because they're like, I wrote that I, I, I may have got free tickets. Yeah. I may have got very good seats. I may even have been flown in. You were flown into the one before this one. Yeah. Or maybe the one before that. Um, and we, uh, I always sort of think with that, mm, football journalists are a little, you can be a bit more circumspect, circumspect because they're, you know, they're, it's, they, they write for a whole range of, of people. Yep. But I imagine there isn't quite so much money in being a wrestling journalist so that they probably have people who will be wined and dined with uh, with kings and queens uh, and they'll write a better piece than what they would usually I think re- write sometimes. A lot of wrestling journalism, certainly at this point, you know, is... is- it's just you know you're 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 a stringer. You're sitting yeah. at home. You're doing it, and the reality is you don't want to slag off WWE because you like it, and, and also it's your you, paycheck. Yeah, you've you, stayed yeah. up and you've gone. You know, nobody wants to send a thing back going. Do you know what? This is all right. You yeah. know, you have to be going, oh, exciting, you know, really thrilling. I mean, the it's, show of shows, the pinnacle of entertainment, mm. the, the epitome of pop culture, all of that sort of hyperbole. But it is funny going back on this, and nobody has talked about this match since it happened. Yeah. So they did the reviews the day after. The Wrestling Observer gives it, I think, you know, three stars or whatever. And they go, it's okay. And yeah. then literally there is no mention of it online <laughs> after this point. The only thing that came up for me recently is that Randy Orton's trunks from this match are on eBay. <laughs> right, so okay. they are. Uh, I How believe they're, going for? they're uh, starting at one thousand three hundred pounds. Okay, or uh, it could be pounds, it's could a, be dollars. I think it's probably pounds. It's a WrestleMania uh, piece it of history. It is. I guess. It's okay. There's a photo of Randy Orton signing them, and he just looks disgusted. <laughs> that whole thing. He's sitting at a, a sort of like um, a Japanese vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like that because he's he's on a um, a coach, and it's one with walnut veneers, a little kitchen next to him, and he's sitting yeah. on that metal thing, and he's holding up his little his panties, which he's draw- he's written on the crotch, Randy Orton the viper and the sort of <laughs> it's covering the bit from the what i would say the bottom of the bell to the middle of the taint and these <laughs> viper randy orton and there they are again some wrestling clothing is fine to buy yeah rick flair's robe yes mm. uh, a wrestler's ring jacket yes yes wrestler's boots mm, might be stinky but mm. uh, sort of yes anything basically that you can wear yes in if you were going even out like for a date. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm wearing Barry Wyndham's boots. With a woman you never want to see again. I'm wearing Ric Flair's robe. She didn't comment on either of them. <laughs> Amazing she didn't comment on the robe. Um, but but I think you have to be able to legitimately be yeah. able to put them on yourself. <laughs> if you're buying Randy Orton's panties, 
right? What's that all about? You've got a problem. You can't do it. You can't it's... buy anything a diva has either. You cannot buy anything. No, not, that's, that, not that, that goes like... into foot fetishes. That goes into all that business. Uh, it's a wrist guard. My, my little wrist guard with the Susan G. Komen breast cancer research logo. No. <laughs> Buy it, you're a pervert. I just, I, I, if it's touched a diva, you cannot have it. And uh, also, uh, when I was in Japan, uh, there was a lot of bloodstained garbage match kind of, yeah. uh, like, big old blood everywhere. Like, you can't buy that. I, they were I, selling it, though. I did briefly own a coil of barbed wire from a match between, I believe it was Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman. Cool. And uh, it was clipped off by a bloke who'd been to Philadelphia, and he said at the end, can I have that barbed wire? And they were like, yeah, sure, you'd knock yourself out. So he, he bought it, and he was getting rid of a wrestling collection. He sold a load of stuff, and this barbed wire was in there. And it came through customs, and they had opened the package. And they found the barbed wire, and just found it inexplicable. Yeah. But they didn't know it was an absolutely priceless collectible. <laughs> Come on in, um, DNA. I did later sell that on eBay. I, um, I, I sold it separately. And, I, again, it, you know, it, it, it was not what you'd pay for some barbed wire. No. You know, it had a bit of provenance. Yeah. But the important thing is, it hadn't been near a female superstar's body. Well, you have uh, failed to understand eBay's policy on blood and bodily fluid <laughs> uh, transport. You're it, not allowed to sell I that. I sold it many years ago. I'd say probably at the peak of wrestling merchandise. <laughs> um, it's very much died off now. Uh, I, I, it's quite funny because I, I had a look at Ms. stuff. and oh, I was. Right, okay. uh, uh, the reason is... I've, I've thought, Every time he says no, I just... Miz is so bland. It's so bland. Honestly, if you want to see Blandness in action, type The Miz into eBay and see what must be, what, 15 years worth of yeah. exactly the same merchandise coming up and none of it is over eight quid. Nothing to do with The Miz is over eight quid. Even the signatures, even his signed signatures for a WWE star who's never worked in the independent, so he's never done signings. Right. It's only a WWE star all this time. You can still pick up his signature on an official WWE thing for £12. <laughs> Just, it's, oh, my... People will say, actually, Miz really did deserve and he's done really good stuff and everything. And I'm already annoyed about this because I know this, we're not up to his match yet. Right. But... I am so angry about the fact that people might think that have, saying Miz is good is a fucking acceptable opinion to have, right? He seems like a very nice guy, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah no, you're never going to go out with him. Right? But I just, I resent him, and I resent him so much for this WrestleMania. Okay. Um, let's get back to it. Yeah, let's get back let's to it. The Rock it. has a quick chat with Mean Gene. Yeah. Uh, and then meets John Cena's number one fan, Pee Wee Herman. Yes, a man who also bought things on an industrial scale uh-huh. uh, back in the day, and he got arrested for it. Yes, didn't he get caught having a wanky? He did get caught having a wanky in a pornographic cinema, which I yeah. never understood. I no. mean, it was... It, I mean... Uh, gay men in, in Hollywood, gay men uh, in... Um, they're in, all in, over now, Pete, <laughs> aren't they? Oh, they're everywhere. <laughs> Don't get me started. But, Ayatollah Donaldson <laughs> preaching again. But like they've always been treated uh, very, very badly when they have uh, been seen to express any level yeah, of sexuality I in totally their thing. Agree. You know, that you, I'm, I'm looking at... Uh, well, we don't get to do who's been caught up in it, but... Um, Dude, I went to Disney World, they're going to fucking blow you. <laughs> Oh, cool, bro. <laughs> I was masturbating in a private homosexual cinema. You, you deserve to be exactly. Killed. So you know, it's that George Michael kind of thing. It's like you know, yeah. he's cottaging. That's how things have to fucking be for certain <laughs> sectors, sectors of, of society uh, in in the nineties slash eighties slash seventies. That's just yeah. the way 
Grinder didn't exist. You 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 made it illegal, so you brought it underground. You made you 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 heightened the sexual excitement for people who are into it. So you just got to fucking live with a guy jerking off in a fucking bathroom stall. You got to live with a guy jerking <laughs> off in a fucking cinema. I, sure. I think uh, people have. Uh, um, what's his name? Paul, Paul Rubens. Rubens. He's, he's he's definitely he's a he's an in, he's a closeted uh, a gay man. Uh, but he 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 actually got arrested after uh, this whole situation. Um, I think police uh, raided, a house, raided his house for an unrelated matter mm. uh, and he used to buy vintage uh, kitsch pornography gotcha. on an industrial scale. Really? Like, he used to buy so much of it um, as a collector. Uh, and he and his defence was, there, there was a couple of slightly moody, kind of like slightly yeah. underage, under 18, of course, in, in the country there, uh, under 18 rather than under 16 here. Um, there was some moody stuff. Yeah. And they were like, and the, the, the judge just sort of looked at it and went, look, He's bought fucking lorries of it. He's not going to be able to go pile through all that. You know what I mean? So his defence was scale. This guy is this guy is not uh, a sexual deviant because he is such a fucking sexual deviant. He's, uh, I, no, I, I mean, I, I am a, I'm actually a big fan of Pee Wee Herman. Yes. And I say that because I've more recently started watching some of his stuff. It was on Netflix. And when my baby mm. was first born, I was like, I just need something that, you know, she can, you know. She, the colours, I think. Exactly. And, and there's something for, and, exactly. and there's so much innuendo, so Weirdly, like, she she liked things like um, wrestling. Wrestling mm. was great in the early days. She really liked Hulk Hogan. The colour of you know, I think we must have been you know a year ago. Mm. He was probably coming out in something or there were you know whatever it was. Yellow and she red. She loved the colours. <laughs> that was it. A totally big fan of Hogan. There, um, I had to explain to her. You know, he later let himself down. <laughs> <laughs> but we started watching Pee Wee's Funhouse, and I was amazed by how good it is. It's one of those yeah. things that, if you were like me, you watched a lot of wrestling and you watched, uh, you read a lot of American comics. Mm. There are all these references and adverts and things that you get to mm. things like Pee Wee's Funhouse, and it never really sort of it was always sort of like I don't know what it is. Yeah, and watching it, I was like, this is absolutely brilliant work. It, it was, really made me like Pee Wee Herman. It was very um, adult and grown up, and uh, it was just a lot of gay culture in there as well. Mm. It just had a lot of a lot of stuff in there. It's funny, isn't it? When I when I first saw Pee Wee's Big Top in the 90s, mm. I felt it felt very sort of like dated as a film. Mm. I think it's by Tim Burton, isn't it? Yeah. And it felt very sort of like 50s America and mm. it seemed like he was a man out of time and now I watch it and I go, this is absolutely like... Subversive. like 2013. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's all sort of <laughs> I don't know. It's just bold and brilliant and sort of artistic, and yeah. every, everyone is, you know, essentially. Um, I'm trying to think what it's like. Oh, it's just it's Tim and Eric. And it's kind of exactly like, like that that's thing, exactly what it's of... like. Yeah, that you watch it and you go, oh, actually, you know, all the things that we thought were really influential mm. in the '90s. It, Pee Wee Herman had just seen the future, and it's basically like it is now. Same <laughs> a visionary thing. Um, he's good in this. He, he does. He does a really good job. He, he does. Um, they say, are you going to be on Team Bring It, or are you going to be on the Fruit Loop Troop? Um, <laughs> I, there was a thing about about John Cena and cereal and fruity pebbles. And fruity pebbles. Yeah, he's because he. I think he took the Fruity Pebbles away. I think he finally got the big the big payday to CM yeah. Punk, uh, the Fruity Pebbles. Uh, <laughs> it was from Fred Flintstone, wasn't it? The Fred Flintstone gotcha. Fruity Pebbles several cereal. Uh, and I had never heard the Fruity Pebbles rock Cena thing because wow. it was never featured in WrestleMania. It's, it's like Pee Wee's Funhouse, isn't it? It's not something that we had over here. <laughs> what, what did we have? We had fucking Morrison's Cocoa Flakes or whatever they'd be, you know? Just a, <laughs> terrible. Uh, I, I, I saw an absolutely brilliant thing that really made me laugh the other day. It was just on Twitter and a bloke talking about how they'd run out of Frosties during the lockdown. So he'd got cornflakes and put sugar, put sugar on, on for his daughter. Not the same? Uh, not the same at all. She was really complaining the whole time and he was like, Jesus Christ, it's just, they're exactly the same. It's cornflakes and sugar on, eat them. Anyway, uh, she uh, I, I, I ate through the whole thing, really miserable. 
And only at the end did he realise that he hadn't put sugar on it. He put self-raising flour. (laughs) 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 Like that. Didn't tell her. Um, (laughs) It expands in a tiny stomach. Properly magic. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, so uh, Pee Wee Herman is out there doing his shtick, doing it professionally. Yeah. You know, not looking like wrestling is beneath him. He Mm. was caught masturbating in porn cinema. (laughs) Um, And he says, Pee Wee calls Gene Oakland a tool. Um, Gene says, give me a bro. Break, which is a bit shoehorned in. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then Pee Wee says, if you can smell what the pee is cooking. Mm. And I really, really enjoyed him. I, I think it... I, I, I I'm, sur- of... I'm surprised he's not... T- has he not turned up before in wrestling? He has have... turned up before, I think, yeah. Mm. Um, I think before the big scandal. But right. um, it was nice to see him having a good time. I, I, yeah. Whenever I see Pee Wee Herman having a good time, I am happy. Yeah, um, I, I think he's in- immensely talented. He actually had a couple of scripts for... Again, I know a lot about the uh, the characters in this in this mm. sorry WrestleMania 27 because the actual product was a bit naff this this time this time round. Mm-hmm. But um, he had two scripts for a Pee Wee Funhouse kind of you know sequel. Or whatever. He approached him Burton again uh, and asked Johnny Depp to play Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> and I'm like. I'm in on that. That'd be <laughs> fucking amazing. Uh, and uh, but uh, Tim Burton said he'd have a look, and Johnny Depp said he'd have to think about it. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. It's funny, isn't it? Because you do look at people like like Pooh Herman, and it's not like here where you go the Chuckle Brothers. There's not great hidden depths and great artistic no, merit to no. the Chuckle Brothers. They do a job and they do it fine, especially when the Chuckle Hounds. They're good costumes, those. There, there, and there was there four Chuckle Hounds because they allowed the other brothers to join in. Because I presume that was oh, did they? The, yeah, I think they did. Nobody talks about the Chuckle Hounds when no. one of the Chuckle Brothers well, died. Great art. You don't sort of go, you know, you'd never approach. I mean, who's the greatest British director? I mean, you know, David Lee. Yeah, Ken Loach. Ken Loach's Chuckle Brothers. I would fuck you. I'd watch the <laughs> shit out of that. Absolutely believe Two hounds talking about how they've been laid off from the what job do dogs do? Chasing postmen. <laughs> yes. Laid off from chasing postmen again. <laughs> uh, it's never going to come back, John. Never going to come back. We're, get, we're, gonna, no, let, we're never going to make ends to meet to you. Crap. <laughs> Absolute shit. A triumph. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Better um, than the Chicago. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Is up next. I know nearly everyone in this one. Good is including including a really weird one. Drew Carey. Yeah. Why is Drew Carey here? Uh, Drew Carey had a slight thing. He was in a Royal Rumble once where was they, right? uh, okay. they I, I believe it was something to do with Kane then came out and uh, attacked him so uh, right. but credit to the crowd who boo him because they go there's absolutely no way you should be here um, I think he's a funny bloke isn't he? I think he went a bit weird I know we're doing a lot of Americana here yes but I think he began having a strange life he, he was originally a very lovable car- sort of cartoony comic Drew, Drew Carey Shaw and I think he's been on Wheel of Fortune for a long time he hasn't has he? now he's, yeah. yeah I think but he then he had a middle middle yeah. a middle third yeah <laughs> he had a bridge he had a bridge moment once. yeah he seems like a, he didn't seem like the cuddly sort of fun little Person, I was. But, I don't know any of the stories, but yeah, yeah okay, I, right. I think he. I think he uh, became a bit. Uh, uh, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Fame. Uh, Abdullah the Butcher. Yep. Yeah. En- enjoy that ring, Pete. Why do we? <laughs> Not going to be on that finger long. Oh, does he no. sell it? Yeah, Sunny. Oh. Enjoy that ring, Pete. <laughs> you can't enjoy that ring along. Does yep. she? She's. Uh, she's still alive, isn't she, Sunny? She. She yeah, is. She's, yeah. She, she, yeah. She had so, trouble. She did. Yeah. Abdullah put his ring on eBay uh, for twenty grand, but it's sort of hard to say whether it ever sold. No one's quite sure. Right. Uh, Sunny in 2016 would put hers on eBay for a three grand starting price. Probably one um, of the only rings. I mean, I imagine it would be smaller. It would probably fit my fingers. Yeah, it probably would. And, it, and it's quite nice because they all have ab- their I names. Where Abdullah's the butchers as a, as a, <laughs> as a belt, I think. Uh, in 2017, though, Sunny said that she hadn't sold her Hall of Fame ring. She oh, said really? it was a... Uh, she said everything in this business and revolving around this business is a work. The whole ring thing was a publicity stunt thought of by me and Stephen Hirsch from the Vivid Entertainment Group just to get publicity for selling our movie. That was oh, yeah. it. That's all it was. It was a publicity stunt we got TMZ to do because that's the best way to get anything out there to the media that's all it was my ring is locked up in a safe in the next door room right now so she didn't sell her hall of fame ring she sold some other things that year um her movie was sunny side up in through the back door cool um known as the original wwe diva pro wrestling beauty tammy lynn sitch gets her poontang pounded and takes it deep in the poontang poontang um I, <laughs> why I, is that worse than takes it deep in the ring I ask you. <laughs> no, it's in deep my, in the rear, Pete. In the rear? Oh, in the ring. Yeah. I, thought that would, I, I thought ring would make more sense. Well, it would do. Square people have circle. often talked about this be, being... This, people have often talked about this <laughs> sunny tape being bad circle. booking. Because what you don't do is you don't give everything away on the first match. You right. Know, you, you can have a comeback. Yeah. But uh, she decided that... Um, all the, all uh, better off. Everything's... Yeah. yeah very much uh, thrown all in one. From what I've heard, the route for most um, uh, pawnstrolls, I'm going to call them, <laughs> is... Pawnstrolls, yeah. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> Everything, like, uh, uh, you, you're nude, 
then yeah. sex. Nude, toys, sex. It's a series of degrees, isn't Anal, it? Steps. Uh, and, and, and black people. Black men. Really? Apparently, apparently black men, you, 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 that's your... Um, there's a weird fetish for black men. Massively couched in huge amounts of racism, no yeah. fucking doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's one of the most popular kind of threads but with MILF and, and mums and all that that's, shit. That's, a, that's, that's the a, that, far that's a kind end of, like of how you thing. go. I think, yeah, I think it's... it's, it's you Christ. save yourself for... The the the, the uh, a black actor to 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 work with you, which ah. is fascinating. Well, that's amazing. I did isn't so it? many similarities in wrestling. <laughs> it does, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's weird. There are some other rings went up for sale as well, mm. not in the same way. Right, good. Um, two thousand and nine superstar Billy Graham, who was the Hall of Fame in two thousand and seven, he sold his on eBay. Was he part of the? Um, he was part of the Clash Axe. Yeah, he's he's, he's been he's been a, a thorn in the WWE side. He's an erratic and unreliable yeah. uh, uh, man in a lot of ways, and um, uh, he's been in and out. And he was. It's sad, you know. You get the Hall of Fame two thousand. And then, uh, you know, two years later, he was selling it. He said that he per- he sold it to purchase anti-rejection medication for his liver transplant. Right. Um, he then asked WWE officials if he could be removed from the Hall of Fame. Right. Because uh, he didn't like what they were doing. I mean, it's that thing about going, I need it to, to, you know, to sell it for medical stuff. If you kept on the best side of the WWE, they might help you out like they'd done previously. But mm. He just cannot stop burning those bridges. Um, he just sounds like a man who writes a lot of very um, late night emails. <laughs> yeah, he does. He and does. another thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, here's oh. the thing about you. Oh, God. Um, Yokozuna, who was put in the Hall of Fame in 2012, his son sold his ring at auction a year later. Right. Uh, that went for 12 grand uh, in dollars. That was just the melting down face. Uh, <laughs> so much material. And in 2015, porn stars on the History Channel featured uh, Paul Bearer's Hall of Fame ring. Oh, okay. um, he was given the Hall of Fame in 2014, which was a year after he died. Very fitting for the gimmick. Um, <laughs> but uh, a friend of the family brought it into porn stars on uh, History Channel and uh, they offered them four grand. Right. The man declined the offer. And in 2016, a year later, it was sold on eBay for 22 grand. Well, so, it's a good. I guess Porn Stars as a as, as a business is, uh, as a TV show um, is, I suppose, a good like shop window. If you yeah. are going to be selling something, you sort of go, "I'm not going to take that for grand." Yeah, look, I, Ooh, I, I want I, that. I've seen it, that. It's it, not. Look, I'm not going to spend twenty two grand on a Hall of Fame ring. They are made of gold. I don't understand what gold's worth. I don't understand why it's worth anything. <laughs> to be brutally frank, but but you look at that, and I I can't understand quite who is buying. Paul Bearer's Hall of Fame ring for £22,000. Mm. It's just a strange thing. It doesn't seem like a great investment. The Gronk is buying it. The, the, gr- <laughs> the, gronk. the gronk is buying the gronk it, and he's wearing them as toe rings on a beach. <laughs> hey, hey, baby, the gronk kiss is buying my it. Hall of Fame got, toe. The Gronk is buying He's just got a ball of it, like sweets. <laughs> sure got a ball like of popcorn. I mean, look, I, I would love a genuine Hall of Fame ring as much as the next person. If any Specifically, I mean, I don't think we're going to get it for this show. <laughs> uh, but uh, if, if any wrestlers want to sell it for idea, uh, look, I can't pay, obviously, you know, two grand. Two grand. Would you pay? You'd pay two grand for no. it. No, you wouldn't. No. Okay. I was thinking more eighty quid, <laughs> eighty to one hundred and twenty. But we can meet somewhere in the middle. Do they do? Wink, wink. <laughs> I'm saying hundred pounds. Would you do a, a um, riff of the Noel Edmonds uh, open the box game? <laughs> what is that called? What's in the box? Deal or no deal. Deal or no deal. <laughs> but there's just a load of um, uh, uh, money in the bank uh, suitcases. Yeah. One's got the ring in. Great. Some of them Rest may have hands. Rest. 
Yeah, with the rings on. <laughs> yes. Man, I, I see. You see, I, I, I like I like merchandise and I like original things. I think they're great. You might get someone's pants though, and then you'd be called a pervert. <laughs> yeah, or it might be Stacey a divas Keebler's hall. Ass. Having a divas hall of fame ring is just as bad as trying to buy their underwear. That's what I believe. Um, <laughs> Stop trying to talk down the price. <laughs> but I, I do think those 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 sort of you know those sort of modern things, if you like. I mean, a hall of fame rings are just so big in, in the states, aren't they? Yeah, we that, get it's a Super Bowl thing, isn't it? It's yeah, like a big thing. yeah, and all the varsity rings and things. They have right. a, a system Promise of... Promise rings. Yeah, a system of ring-based sort of experience that we that we lack in this country. Yeah, I mean, you, you know. did buy me a beautiful... We're, we're pin badge guys. Exactly. You bought me a beautiful uh, exactly. pin badge last week. Um, let's... let's Get uh, so, so who else do we have there? We've got the Road Warriors. Yes. Uh, uh, Animal and Paul Ellering. Um, they come out... Uh, they deserve the it. Um, Animal, when Shawn Michaels comes out with Sexy Boy playing, he sticks his hand in his pocket. He is not going to entertain... <laughs> even slightly bopping along to this music. You can see him just go, fuck, fuck. This. You get Drew Carey, who's booed, Bullet Bob Armstrong, mm. um, a, a, a territory star, who uh, father of Road Dog as well. Ah, and right. um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, huge cheer for Hacksaw. He is from the 80s, proper vintage. Everybody loves those bigger, you know, superstars, the yeah. larger-than-life guys. Very few of them left to go in, really. Um, we would have had Bulldog this year. I know he's 90s, but he was around in the 80s. And yeah. It seems like he was from that classic era. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, they're, they're running out of people who are alive to, to, to go in mm. of that Hacksaw Jim Duggan stature. And it's oh, always I a shame. You see how the crowd reacts. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Man, do you know what? He does cameo. And yeah. I, think, I think we should just say to him, look, I know, you're not, you, you know you don't do these commercial ones, but can you just please come on to our WrestleMania thing to give us all a motivational <laughs> for speech? So, for some reason, I'm almost convinced someone I know, and also someone I know did Million Dollar Man, uh, yeah. and, but I've watched a lot of his cameos. Maybe I've just watched a lot of Hacksaw Jim Duggan cameos. Yeah. My I wife don't and I'm... I often at the end of a long day will sit down and I'll put up the big screen, we'll get the projector out and I watch the Million Dollar Man's cameos for people's birthdays all have over I the world. Why haven't I bought one? Yeah, why haven't I bought It would have been affordable. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, look, they're all at home now. They <laughs> exactly. are all at home. Oh, the cameo is ramming these people down my bloody throat on email. If you've ever bought one before, really? I think I bought three or four in my time. Um, yeah, they, they love... Uh, I got Steve Guttenberg at the two months before Christmas. I think I mentioned it. He was very accommodating. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I, it is. It is. Uh, I, I saw Bushwhacker Luke do a load the other day. Nice as well. And every time I thought he was slightly losing it, he would get it back. <laughs> he had a bit where he went. So get me on cameo, and if you don't, <laughs> I'll stick my foot up your ass. Like, oh, good recovery. Great. Um, <laughs> uh, let's get on to one of the worst. Probably. I mean, it probably is. Is it the worst match? Until WrestleMania 36, I would have been very confident saying absolutely one of the worst WrestleMania matches of all time. It's awful. It's awful. I mean, mean, this is 100%, not even an objective thing. This Mm. is the participants... The, the backstage people and, and everybody agrees this is probably one of the worst WrestleMania matches right. of all time. Uh, no one expected it to be a classic. No. You know, going in. But um, the, uh, Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler had had this long-running feud over the commentary boxes. It's been going on for months and months and months. It was surprisingly hot because traditionally what happens in these sorts of things where you taunt and goad a wrestler, it's like a manager, like your Jim Cornette or your Bobby Heenan. Sooner or later, you end up in a weasel suit match against the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. That's the thing. You, your mouth kept on going and it got you into a load of trouble. And that's what should have happened with Michael Cole here. But we're in a period where people are just mad and nothing is, <laughs> nothing is sensible. So whereas the catharsis comes from Bobby Heenan being beaten up by the Ultimate Warrior, taking his punishment, and then we can all move on, 
Um, this one they decide to book for 14 minutes and they decide to have loads and loads of twists and turns that aren't necessary with one person who's a 61-year-old man and the other who is like a 42-year-old non-wrestler. Mm. It was a disaster from start to finish. It's massively, massively overbooked. And there's some great stuff that happened around it, which I absolutely <laughs> love. And it's 13 minutes long. Well, 15, 14 minutes long. It, it's incredibly They stupid. could have donated it's incredibly so stupid. much of that, especially when we get on to uh, the women who do yeah. a match. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. The, 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 it's almost like it's some weird internal office joke mm. where they are going to have Michael Cole in a 14-minute match that everyone's going to hate. But why would you do this? Why would you do this on your big night? That's yeah. the, that's I, the I, thing. So, I, I, so we did a uh, Luke and Pete show, uh, Wrestle Me slash um, Clash of the Titles running mm. show where we reunited uh, an ill-fated and probably ill-reviewed at the time uh, Alex Zane breakfast show on XFM. Yeah. It was me, you and Alex Zane doing a little, a little a three-way um, podcast a few weeks ago. And... Uh, it reminded me of the time we did a feature called Reet Papit. Yes. I don't know how it came about, uh, but it probably had something to do with producer Raf, who's problematic. Um, <laughs> uh, we, I rolled my R's for as long as I could. Yeah. Right? And people had to guess how long I could do it for. Of course, with very little digital editing, I can make turn into a five-minute piece of audio. Yeah. While, while you go off and have a cup of tea. While I go off and have a cup of tea, which is exactly what happened. Yeah. I pre-recorded me going, <gasps> and artificially extended it for five fucking minutes. <laughs> and we played that out on our show. If people, we thought it was funny as hell. But thinking about it, if you came in, cooler heads should have prevailed. If you turned in within one second of it starting, yeah. you had five minutes just... <laughs> Didn't mean anything. There were no, there was no commentary over the top of it. There was no radio ears like cast over it. So I'm going, we need something else. It was just that. I'm proud of it. Yeah, you that, be. I'm proud of every stupid office joke we ever did. But it is that thing about when you do it, you sort of go, yeah, that sounds like something that, that is funny. In, 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 but but don't do it. Don't put people through it. And that, that's like this one. Now Michael Cole is really good on the way down. He comes down commentating. He's doing his heel announcer thing, and he shows a lot on the mic. You'd expect he would. That yeah, is his job. He's, and he's very, very good. He's a lot better than pretty much anyone else on the card. I mean, you've got Rock, obviously. Everyone's cheering everything Rock does. Michael Cole is good in this. The lines are a bit hackneyed because yeah. he's been fed them. He's also chewing gum, which I just you do think, not like. I, I fucking drives me up. But I also have that thing about if you're a fucking announcer, you've got to look like you're nervous about doing a match. Mm. Coming out chewing your gum, look yeah, at me. Yeah, yeah. Look at me. I'm Billy Cole. You yeah. know? <laughs> you're not Billy Cole. <laughs> tell you who are you are. You're Andrew Frightened. That's the, um, <laughs> now he has a jumper on it with that says Team Cole. Yeah, and again I look at that and I think this is not something that's been made by like backstage mm. because he always called his fans the coal miners. So it would have had something like Welcome to the Coal Mine or right. or Head of the Coal Mine. And so this just looks like it's a fucking jumper from home <laughs> that he's got that says Team Cole. So again I sort of go lazy, not doing enough on this, yeah. not doing enough. Now when he comes out of his jumper. He's got a funny body. <laughs> right? Now, it's funny because you picture him behind the, the, the commentary table as being quite weedy. Yeah. And he's not. He's no. not by a long shot. He's both doughy and in much better shape than you'd imagine. He's not fit. No. But it, you sort of go, that is... He's, uh, ha- he's the halfway point he, mm. between... He's like in your trip to getting uh, w- uh, muscular and swole. Yeah. 
you're three months in. Yeah. You're pleased with the transformation because you remember what it was like before. Totally. But nobody's experienced either of it. No. So they're like, well, this yeah. is kind of in oh, between stage. Sort of, you, you've got, I can see the muscle structure, but then there's sort of other bits. I don't know. <laughs> it just looks that. weird. And I always thought you were tiny. No, yes. I'm a doughy boy. <laughs> oh, okay, big doughy boy. Um, strange, didn't think. Um, he, he's also got tattoos, mm. which I didn't really imagine Michael Cole would have. Yeah, because he's why. also because you know, he's always in a suit, Yeah, he's a sort of professional. And Instagram you know. doesn't exist. All of you know, you don't get to see wrestlers on the day off. He had a tattoo on his shoulder of a dream catcher. <laughs> oh. <laughs> dream catcher. He had on Lovely. his back, right on his back. So I saw one on his on his on his, tat- on his bicep, and he had a love heart and stuff like that. Yeah, quite a sort of like this is a motley collection of shit. <laughs> But on his fucking back, it looked like he had a hairy baby. Yeah, like a baby's face, like his, his child or something. But it had lots of thick black hair. And I did look at that and I thought, oh, that's a shocker. But I couldn't quite pause it. And every time I did it, I could see the little thing at the top that said WWE HD. And I was like, you got not, not HD, HD enough. enough. Not HD I, enough. I want to see that hairy little baby. <laughs> a hairy little baby on a big doughy. Come on. Come on. Um, I, Michael Cole has recently talked about this match on one of the um, Corey Gray. It's either a podcast or a TV show. Mm. I refuse to find out which because if it's a podcast, I'll be furious. <laughs> um, but he t- mentioned that before the match started, CM Punk knocks his teeth out. So right. <laughs> hours before the match, he said, Phil, uh, CM Punk, and Phil, and Phil and I have known each other for years, good friends. He comes for some reason. And to this day, we don't know why. He comes running across the ring and he delivered a knee lift that knocks my front tooth out. <laughs> this is four hours before my WrestleMania match. My tooth goes flying, there's blood everywhere. Punk telling me, oh my God, I'll pay for the dental work. I'm so sorry. I don't know what got into me. I was just out here goofing around. I said, I'm not worried about the dental work. I'm about to lose the biggest payday of my career because you knocked my tooth out. Straight <laughs> off, mess, just walking into a ring and a man kneeing you. Oh, Jesus. So, so they go into this match and Lawler comes out and Lawler, for years, has wanted a WrestleMania match and he's pitched again and again and again and they keep on saying, not this year, no, mm. it doesn't quite work. And so he's finally got the thing that he wants, which is a WrestleMania match. Mm. And he comes out and he's so proud. He's wearing a, an outfit that he used to wear early in his career for big matches and things. Mm. And he just, he comes out and he does, you know, he does as good a job as he can. The match is not booked around Jerry Lawler, which is really annoying. It's booked around Michael Cole doing loads and loads of silly silly comedy bits. And you've got Jerry Lawler, a man with all this experience, and you're treating him weirdly like the non-wrestler. So Stone Cold Steve Austin is the guest referee. This is, I think, the third time he is a guest referee at WrestleMania. Interesting trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jack Swagger is seconding Michael Cole. Jack Swagger last year won the Money in the Bank for a yes. title shot. This year he's seconding Michael Cole. You can see this period, they have such weird drops and dips and, mm. and, and churn in mm when they're committed to talent. Really, really apparently this. They would have sold this to Jack Swagger and said, look, Stone Cold's back. You'll take the Stone Cold thing. That'll give you the rub. But this is the match that everyone's going to be talking about. Yeah. So all of us, Cole, they really want to see him get his... So this is good for you. And it's all bullshit. You know, you, you end up... You would eat it, though, wouldn't you? You'd go, you know, all right. Uh, you're Brodus Clay for a non-wrestler. How about that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Cheers, man. Cool. Um, this, this match then goes 14 minutes. Um, the only good thing that happens in it is... 
Michael Cole loses another tooth during the match. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Right. Jerry Lawler came off the rope with a missile drop kick and he kicked me right in the mouth. What happens? My other tooth, next to the one that Punk had knocked out, goes flying across the ring. Now I've lost two teeth in the same day. <laughs> Jerry throws a right hand I don't even sell. He says, you've got to go down when I throw a punch. The next one he throws, he has his index knuckle out. It catches me under the eye. I drop like a brick. I get up. He says, I'm going to deliver a stunner. I say, how do I do a stunner? He says, <laughs> just sit there. He jams his shoulder into my chin so bad, and I'm just laying there. So by the end of this, Michael Cole is beaten up worse than anyone else in any other match. Undertaker goes out on this funny, like, beer. They take him out at the end of his match. But Cole is sitting there on the ramp. Legitimately no damaged. Teeth, loads of blood, still walking out harder than the Undertaker. Um, now, I really, really remember this, this match as being Jerry Lawler losing to Michael Cole. Yeah. And when Jerry Lawler gets the pin, the one, two, three, and the crowd do cheer, yeah. I was like, fucking hell, that's okay, good. All right, At least fine. that's yeah, one yeah. thing that isn't as bad as I remembered it being. <laughs> and I was like, oh, great, I'm actually genuinely pleased. I'm really excited. You get the, the Jerry Lawler's music plays for about 10 seconds, yeah. and then Stone Cold's theme hits, mm. which again is Jerry Lawler constantly sidelined in this, yeah. which is really, really weird. Um, Booker T comes in he's been doing guest commentary um, my, my favourite line he says big drop kick right on the snout <laughs> <laughs> believe that's the one that, that um, uh, um, loses Coles too um, but they do Booker does a spinner Rooney takes a bit of the, the limelight Stone yeah. Cold of course stuns him it's shit, gives but him it's a good just... stunner we're not we're not really doing wrestling everyone anymore everyone looks so bored and there's one and there's one man clapping at the point that Booker T starts doing his spinner I'm like this is just some <laughs> Bizarro world nostalgia, kind of it like is. it's just kind of like just people just sort of like went right last ten years grab 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 yep. grab grab and you're do giving, this you're giving non-active non-participating old stars more time at WrestleMania to get over yeah and then you're doing nothing with them yeah. is it any wonder they found it difficult to make the future happen <laughs> you know that you keep going back to these guys and going put them in there put them in the big match next still got Steve Austin's drank about five beers get him on an ATV get him back out again drink driving go on, go on. yeah try and knock over Jack Swagger again. <laughs> Like you do on the way down. Will that make Swagger a big star? Because he's here tomorrow as well. Uh, yeah, 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 sure. Um, but uh, suddenly there's bong, bong, and it's the anonymous it's an, it's an email raw noise, yeah. general manager. What is the? Was this a thing that they did quite a lot? The anonymous raw general manager. Yeah, it's just you a are, laptop on a. You are going to on a stand on a, <laughs> You are going to lap this up so bad. I can't wait to tell you, Jim Ross. Oh, I'm not up on this email stuff. It's 2011, Jim. <laughs> Don't lie. Let me just tell you, um, the anonymous raw general manager. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the email goes off for 13 months on Raw the anonymous general manager had been sending emails that would change the, the, the course of things. Right. 13 months. And You'd after 13 months... It's like, right. Yep, it would do it. After 13 months, uh, it was phased out in favour of Triple H and John Laurinaitis, who took over. The identity of the anonymous raw general manager was never revealed. <laughs> <laughs> they ran it for over a year. And they never And at no point did they have it. an idea who it was going to be. My right? God. They didn't even go, it's Hornswoggle. It's Hornswoggle. It's Hornswoggle. <laughs> a year later, they bring it back. Oh, did they? Right. 2012. There, it was revealed that the anonymous general manager, through its first run, was Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> 
According, a picture, that according to former WWE writer Kevin Eck, they had no plans regarding an identity for the anonymous Raw general manager before it had fizzled out. Um, Hornswoggle was suggested by a writer during a creative team meeting as a joke which played off the bad reception to the earlier storyline where Hornswoggle had been revealed to be Mr McMahon's child. So Hornswoggle is now they're going, oh, it's such a bad thing, oh, let's make it Hornswoggle, ah, right? Hornswoggle stated the original plan for his general manager character was a mob boss style character with a Napoleon complex throwing his power around. Right. But these plans never came <laughs> never to fruition. Right? So that they've run it twice and both times they've just <laughs> fucked it. <laughs> the anonymous general Royal manager ran again from 2014 to 15 <laughs> and again just fizzled out. An article on WWE.com questioned its gender and mooted the possibility of it being on top again. <laughs> <laughs> a year later, it just disappeared again. <laughs> it's, it's just sensational. <laughs> For five years, they run it and they've never, they start it and they don't know the end and they get out of it twice and they keep bringing it back with the same result. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh no! Oh, it's the best thing in the world. It's like a strobe again. Shall we use the shall we use the strobe light? Yeah, yeah. Just inconsequential. Just a thing that's there. I always when monolith. it started bonging until I read that bit that explained how it kept coming back and disappearing again with no resolution. Until then, I just remembered it being annoying. But now I think it's one of the best things that's ever been in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the Hall of Fame. That is the Hall of Fame ring I'd buy. The anonymous Raw General Manager's Hall of Fame ring. It's the word general as well. <laughs> yes. Like this, like, it, like it's a, a licensed premises or something. Yeah, general he's general manager. manager. Is he the CEO the... now? Uh, is he... no. <laughs> it's also in charge of a lot of the mundane stuff as well. Continually copying. Yeah, janitors. Sorry for CCing everyone in. I didn't mean this to bomb during WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is some of the toilets they just haven't got I'm worried that we're getting low on my, oh my god this is Wrestle the greatest Man- character just imagine it ringing oh, out at history. this year's Wrestlemania at uh, the the, 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 the Raw general manager letting everyone know the Covid-19 policy for hand washing in the kitchen in the shared kitchen oh my god I just uh, oh, I, 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 that is that is my favourite wrestling character of the 2010s <laughs> Nothing, nothing will beat it. As soon as you know its backstory, it all makes sense. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh. <laughs> what oh. a way to end. Fucking brilliant, yeah. Oh, what a way to end it. Yeah. Uh, Booker with, with, T's with... Rooney and then, <laughs> and then the Raw General Manager. Oh, it's just the best thing. And anyway, the Raw General Manager pipes up and it says, oh, actually, we're disqualifying Jerry Lawler um, because <sighs> Stone Cold interfered. So, I mean, just, I mean, a pointless thing. Everyone was having a feel-good moment. It was over. And then they bring it back and... <laughs> And so Michael Cole wins. Jerry Lawler never, ever wins at a WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, one, one last thing from Jerry Lawler. So he'd <laughs> wanted to do one for so many years later. And the year after, he would have a heart attack when he was doing commentary. So he'd right. been on a Raw. He'd taken part in a match. The next match was on. He was commentating with Michael Cole. And Michael Cole hears him snoring. And he thinks it's a bit of a joke at first. He turns around and Lawler is face on the mic. Right. And he's not moving. He'd had a massive heart attack. He basically was dead on air. And they... Um, 
luckily, the ringside doctor was there. They gave him CPR. They shocked his heart seven times, and, and he survived. Jeez. He had basically died, and had it not been for the fact that he was at work. Had he, Where, had yeah. he, had he basically had he been, been... Anywhere else. Hotel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Had he been at home, he'd have been dead. Had he been on a plane, he'd have been dead. Access. You know, he just, some of access. Yep, he'd have been dead. He just happens to be at the perfect point if something like that is going to happen. They've got, yeah. You know, that, that works. But the one thing it does is... It, the WWE said, well, you'll never, ever do anything physical in a ring again. Right. Um, he does still occasionally do independent shows. I don't know whether he's doing much. I shouldn't think he is. He's a w- clever worker. He's a bright bloke. Um, a problematic lover. And <laughs> he, um, he, he basically, he'd always, he, just, he just wanted that WrestleMania moment. Mm. And he has this worst match in WrestleMania history, which he fucking loses. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't be any worse. A bloke on Reddit talked about meeting him when he uh, was doing a signing. Mm. And he said to him, what is, for you, the greatest moment of your career? Right. He said, was it uh, when you uh, beat Andre the Giant? Was it when you uh, unified the AWA and world-class championships? He said, was it doing the commentary with JR for all these years? He said, or was it being on a WrestleMania? And Jerry Lawler said, without hesitation, it was being on WrestleMania. Oh, well. So I, I like the fact that, you know, I, it makes me sort of respect Lawler that he can do this match and he can still go, no, I took something out of it that's very special to me. Yeah. And I think, well, good on you, man. Good well, on you. Well, shtick is heel commentator anyway. So, you know, bad, kind of bad guy, naughty guy. In your bed. Yeah, in your bed. <laughs> he does talk about this uh, quite a lot in his book, I believe. Uh, it's good to be the king sometimes, which is a really good wrestling autobiography. Mm. Apart from the chapters where he is just listing women, women he wishes, wishes he had sex with. It's even worse than the ones you have had sex with. <laughs> going, going through long lists of, I'd have loved to have had sex with this person. It doesn't, say, it doesn't get cruder than that. No. But it's just weird. It's just <laughs> fucking strange. Um, and anyway, so... Uh, but he does talk about um, like his desire to do WrestleMania and stuff, and so it obviously mm. means a lot to him. But it's otherwise quite a good book. Hmm. Especially good on Memphis things. Okay, then. Yes. Uh, he also got paid more for this one match than he did for any other match in his career. And he revealed how much it was, which is he got paid for this match $130,000. Holy moly, that's a lot worth the doing. Oh. <laughs> that's a worth the losing. I, I, love this, I love this new country bumpkin oh. character we've got going Holy here. moly. Very good. Incredible amount of money. Yeah. How much he could stank the players out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, uh, oh, Michael Cole, by the way, he gets back afterwards and he's really pleased it's all gone well. Uh, and Cole said, I got carried out there a bloody mess. As I go to the back, I walk to the back and I'm like, ma'am, I thought that went pretty good. I go to the back and I look at Vince and Vince looks at me and says, that is the worst thing <laughs> I have ever witnessed in 60 years. He said, so that was my WrestleMania match, but the check cleared and I'm still undefeated. Do you know what? They, that, come, they come across so badly in that match. The stuff you hear afterwards, you just go, wow, if only yeah. there was some way of getting that across. Because I like them, I like them for having done the research. Exactly. Now, bong, bong, oh, bong, dear bong. Lord. Oh, Pete. What? What's that? I've got an email from the general. <laughs> oh, it turns out it's your country bumpkin character. <laughs> Wrestle me, Pete. Wrestle me, Mark. Head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestle me to find out how this sorry man. This was a Stakhanov production. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.